now there are answers. Welcome to Live Prayer. Here's your host, Bill Kelly. Welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Wednesday evening. Pray you had a good day today. It's good to be back together with you once again. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Wherever you're watching me tonight throughout this great land of ours, see the shining sea. Fascist border up north to no border down south. Thank you for tuning in, friends and other far-off great lands. Welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder, LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over 2.5 million folks each and every day via the Internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. So, pray you had a good day today. I'm glad to be back together with you after a Quick 23-hour break. Lots going on in our world today, like every day. Got a lot of very interesting topics for you tonight. If you're new to the program, uh, one of the things I actually do for me each night is pray for me in the program. I appreciate that more than you know. Uh, second, share the daily devotion with people you know. It's our main ministry tool here at Live Prayer. I've written it every morning for going on 25 years now. It comes in your email every morning. It's about a three to five minute read. Great way to stay plugged into the Lord. Great reminder about the different topic each day to be paying attention to, to be praying about. To get the daily devotional, just go to my homepage, upper right-hand corner. There's a sign-up link. Click on it. couple pieces of basic information, and uh, you'll be good to go, and it'll start coming to your email each and every day. Free like everything at Live Prayer. Third, of course, is this TV program. This is definitely a program that you want to get the people in your life tuning into so they're up to date with all of the things going on. As you know from watching this program, every night we cover so much ground. Matter of fact, I'm not exaggerating, and people that watch know I'm not exaggerating. We probably cover more in one hour each night than most programs cover in a week. And it's simple. I don't have guests. I don't waste your time with a bunch of idle chitter chat back and forth. You know, we pray, we hit it, get you the information. And uh, it's a great way to stay tuned into what's going on, especially in this critical year that we are now uh, into 2024. Last, of course, is if this ministry has been a blessing to you, please pray about supporting us. Uh, you will notice from my website and from this program, we don't do gimmicks, we don't do tricks, we don't do, I was going to say scams. And there are religious scams out there. Anybody that tells you, send them a thousand dollars and your children will be safe. Sorry, that's a scam. Uh, we don't play those games. Never have. Um, we don't, uh, I don't sell books, I don't sell, tra- I don't sell anything. I'm not in the sales business. I'm in the ministry business. I'm in the soul business. But obviously, we've got to pay the bills somehow. One way we do that is because I don't have 
big buildings with thousands of people running around. You know, four or five houses all over the world, fleets of cars, private places. It's amazing when you don't have all those things, how much you can get done for the Lord. And for 30 years, we have walked by faith. I pray the first of every month for to lay our budget on the on, on, on my Bible. I lay my hand on that budget. I say, God, this is what we need this month, meet the need. And uh, 30 years later, we're still here. And that's because friends like you pray and friends like you support us. And if you want to help me, go to my homepage, up right-hand corner, there's a, a donation link. It's got our address in St. Petersburg, Florida. If uh, you want to uh, send a check, also a link to our credit card portal, if uh, that's more convenient. And I would encourage you, uh, with the credit card donation, there is an option to make it a reoccurring gift. And uh, that way, uh, your gift will come out the fifth of every month. And it's a great way to support the ministry. Okay. Appreciate your prayers and help. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this day. We're grateful, Lord, as we work our way through the really the first real week of 2024. I'm so thankful for my friends who have joined me tonight. I lift them up. I pray for them and their families. I pray, God, that their every need will be met. Lord, we come to you tonight with uh, so many things going on in this world around us. Give us your peace tonight. I pray, Lord, that you will not only give us your peace, but you will meet the needs of each and every person watching tonight. You know what those needs are. Some are great, some are small. No need is too great for you, though, Lord. Meet needs tonight. Thank you for this day, the blessings we've enjoyed. And now we commit this hour to you tonight. Use it for your glory. Speak to our hearts. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Let's get started. Ready to go? All right. Well, let's start in New York City, where they have now, listen to this, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. If this was an isolated situation, I probably wouldn't waste our time with it, but I believe this is going to be happening frequently. They have now cleared, there, there's a high school in New York that took care of about 3,400 students. They have now cleared out the students. They are now having the students take their classes from home. Remember when the schools were shut down during COVID? The Zoom class, the students are now at home having their classes through Zoom. Well, what happened to the school? Oh, that's right. They moved 2,000 illegals into the school last night. Move the students out, move the illegals in, okay? There's video that they were very upset. People got this video of trucks that pulled up with cots, with food, with supplies. Looks like these illegals are going to be commandeering the school for quite a while. Now, let me throw this at you. And I do remember, maybe it was a year ago, that this started to kind of be a rumbling a little bit. But I think you're going to hear more in this. More of this as time goes on. What am I talking about? Well, Massachusetts, the governor of Massachusetts is encouraging residents of Massachusetts to put up some illegals in your spare rooms of your home. If you've got a spare bedroom, why don't you invite a, an illegal family to come live with you in your home? I am not making this up. This is not a uh, 
comedy skit. I mean, this is, and I'm telling you, when I saw them commandeering this high school in New York, I said, you know what? We're going to start seeing this in Chicago and in a bunch of cities around the country. They're going to start doing this. They're going to start kicking students out and moving the legals in. And once again, if you think that this is the last invitation you're going to hear to start having illegals live with you in your home, think again, folks. Think again. I mean, now there is an answer to all this. The answer is to let's get busy. Let's get this country turn on its knees, turn back to God and his truth. So God in his mercy will allow Donald Trump to get back in office because Donald Trump has promised, and I believe this promise more than any promise I've ever heard, that he is going to immediately put in place the largest deportation operation in the history of man. Now, the reason it's the largest deportation operation in the history of man is because we have the largest number of illegals in our country in the history of man. One requires the other. And I've already heard a very detailed uh, accounting of how they're going to basically within a year, probably a little more a year, but somewhere in a year, they are going to move out these 12 to 15 million illegals that have invaded our country. And that's exactly what they've done. They've invaded our country. Now, the bad, the bad news is this. Those gotaways, those people here for nefarious reasons, people that didn't want to be known that they were in the country, those are going to be the hardest to get out. But, but here's, a, here's, a, here's a novel idea for you. The FBI has proved itself very good at hunting people down. We've watched them hunt down the little grandmothers that put their little toe in the, in the Capitol on January 6th, track them down, raided their house at 5 in the morning, right? So we know they can do it. We will reroute the efforts of the FBI, have them quit harassing our citizens and go after the real potential terrorists and criminals in this country. So be keep your eyes open and we will keep you posted all this. Um, Chris Christie, Krispy Kreme, gone, dropped out tonight. Now, his only purpose for even being in the race was to run a hate Trump campaign. And I will guarantee you, I will guarantee you as I say here tonight, you will see Krispy Kreme pop back up, uh, maybe back at his old weekend uh, position on the uh, George Stephanopoulos Sunday show. He was part of the round table and his job on the round table every Sunday was to just rip Trump up one side down the other. He, and he, but, but, but he might even get himself a gig at CNN, you know? As long as he's going to sit there and do nothing but badmouth Trump, he might get himself a CNN or even an MSNBC gig. So don't worry. Krispy Kreme will be popping up somewhere with his big mouth. Um, the Ohio legislature, 
praise God, have a little bit of a personal uh, feeling, obviously, about Ohio. That's where I was born and raised and lived the first uh, 18 years of my life, right? Um, last week, the Republican governor, <laughs> the establishment rhino Republican governor, let me qualify it, Mike DeWine, he vetoed a bill that was going to outlaw uh, the mutilation surgery for children, outlaw the puberty blockers and other drugs for children, and outlaw biological males from competing in, in girls' sports. Peter. Now, we've subsequently found out that Mike DeWine gets a lot of political campaign contributions from various medical organizations. And as I've shared with you, the whole trans issue from a, from a, from a uh, medical standpoint is big business, big business. Now, under pressure, a few days ago, DeWine basically agreed to eliminating the trans surgeries for children. Okay, so he came around under pressure and did agree to outlaw trans surgeries for children in Ohio. But kept the puberty blockers in place, kept the uh, biological males able to compete with girls in sports in place. However, the Ohio legislature, thankfully Republican, had enough votes to override that veto today. So they're not, not only will there be no gender mutilation surgery in Ohio for children, there will be no puberty blockers and other trans drugs for children in Ohio, and there will be no biological males competing against females in sports in Ohio. So praise God. Always like to, you know, I know, I know sometimes, some nights it's, Seems like the good news is, you know, very sparse, but uh, we like to we like to tout it when, when we have it. And then we've got the ongoing saga of Fulton County Souls Back DA Fonnie Willis. Now, as you know, if you've been watching the program, you need to watch the program. You cannot miss these programs because there's so much going on. Um, Fonnie apparently got caught basically wrecking a marriage, having a sex with a prosecutor who was not in the DA's office. She ended up hiring this prosecutor, an outside attorney in Atlanta, to lead the case against Trump and the 18 co-defendants, the big, very complicated RICO case. And as you know, if you've been, again, watching the program... It turns out that this guy, he's basically a, a, a two-bit ambulance chaser, you know, personal injury lawyer, never, ever been involved in anything as complex or as uh, involved as the Trump-Rico case, okay? But, of course, it got a lot better because we now know that early on, as they were putting the whole case together, uh Fannie Willis and this prosecutor, outside prosecutor, actually were sleeping together. And 
it ended up with the prosecutor's wife leaving. And then we find out that the prosecutor has so far billed Fulton County DA, Betty Willis, about six hundred $650,000 for his legal work so far. Now, two interesting morsels out of that. Number one, Bonnie Willis is supposed to get the Fulton County commissioners to approve any type of outside counsel. Of course, she did not do that. So she's got some real, real problems just in that alone. Plus, we find out from this outside prosecutor's billing records that he had two eight-hour meetings with, wait for it, Joe Biden's White House Counsel's Office. In other words, they've been, we know, I told you they were coordinating this. We didn't have the documented proof, but oh, we've got it now. Two eight-hour meetings prior to the indictment of Trump and the 18 co-defendants, he was in meetings with the White House Counsel's Office. They've been coordinating this whole thing, okay? And, uh, oh, as a side we also know that this prosecutor and his lover, Fonnie Willis, Fulton County DA, uh, been busy taking some really nice vacations to Napa Valley, a couple Caribbean cruises, a little big trip to Florida, very first-class luxury vacations. And, of course, he's been paying for that out of the six hundred fifty grand he's billed Fulton County so far. So... Quite a little operation they've had going there. But it's starting to fall apart. The soon-to-be ex-wife of the prosecutor, she just hit Fonnie Willis with a subpoena today to testify in their divorce proceeding. That should be an interesting uh, uh, deposition. Okay? And uh, we also know that as of today, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's a congresswoman from, wait for it, Georgia, giving her some standing, has filed a uh, criminal complaint with Governor Kemp and the Georgia Attorney General to investigate the criminality that obviously exists to some degree in this whole sordid affair. Now, I have said that, now, before I tell you what I believe is going to happen, I've heard other attorneys say that, you know, Fonnie's in big trouble. Uh, not Maybe, maybe the uh, prosecutor she hired, maybe he's not in a lot of trouble, that remains to be seen. He's definitely in the process of being divorced over all this. Uh, but they are, uh, other attorneys I've heard comment on this, saying that there's obviously incredible ethics problems here. Uh, probably some legal issues, especially with the money she paid him without authorization for the Fulton County Commissioner's Office. Um, and it could probably it could easily end up in both of them, not just being thrown off this case, but being disbarred. I submit to you that I think at the end of the day, 
this was such a Hail Mary to begin with, this case. I mean, Rico, you gotta understand something. Rico was a statute. It's the racketeering uh, statute that was put in place in 1970. And it was put in place as a tool to try to go after the mafia. And as a matter of fact, it was the Rico statute that then U.S. Attorney Rudy Giuliani successfully used in the 70s and early 80s to take down the five families. And uh, that's the statute that they're going after Trump on and these 18 co-defendants when the foundation of the case isn't organized crime, it's questioning the authenticity and the legitimacy of the 2020 election in Georgia. So it was a lot. I think at the end of the day, based on everything that's happening, this whole case is going to get thrown out. That's my gut feeling. We'll see. We'll find out. But we'll, you know, that's where. I, so that's the latest. The big, the big news out of that today is uh, two two pieces of news. MTG has filed an official criminal complaint with Governor Kemp and the Georgia AG and the uh, soon-to-be ex-wife of the prosecutor Fannie Willis hired her lover. Uh, his soon-to-be ex-wife has subpoenaed her for deposition uh, in their uh, in the divorce proceedings. So. That's where that's at. By the way, we also found out today, and this is no shock, it shouldn't be. Again, we didn't have evidence until today that Letitia James, that nasty New York State Attorney General who campaigned on, I'm going to get Trump, didn't know what she was going to get Trump on, didn't have any reason to get Trump. You know, it was it's the old uh, Russian uh, uh, saying, Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. She visited the, hospital, the uh, White House three separate times leading up to her indictment of Trump on this civil indictment that's going on. By the way, speaking of that, tomorrow's the closing arguments of this nonsensical case, a fraud case where nobody was defrauded a fraud case where everybody made money and everybody's happy, a case that never should have been brought, a case that's going straight to the New York appellate courts, and if they don't get a ruling there, they will get, because the New York appellate courts are just as crooked as all the courts in New York, they will they, they will get that case before the Supremes, and it will be rectified at some point. But in the meantime, tomorrow's the closing arguments of this uh, nonsensical case. Now, Donald Trump as the you know target, uh, the one that's really on trial, even though it's his business, he's the head of the business. He requested to speak at the closing tomorrow on his in, in behalf of his own defense. Judge refused. Just said, "Nah, not going to let Mr. Trump talk." You know, I don't want to hear anything other than just the narrow issues in the case, and he's going to go and talk about it. No, no, don't, no, Trump can't talk. Okay, and as and, and just so you know, that's just going to be another bullet in the in the in the appeal. Okay, 
But then here's here's the other thing. As we as I shared with you last night, Melania's mother passed away yesterday. Now, it has been brutal and nasty the last year. Melania has been pretty much out of sight for the last year. And of course, the, the nasty media. Uh, she's going to divorce Trump. Well, they, they, they're living separate lives. Even if they don't get divorced, you know, she's done with him. And, and that, I mean, just one disgusting, you know, rumor after another. None of which are true. Melania for the last year has been taking care of her dying mother, okay? And her mother eventually passed away last night. Now, obviously the Trump family is in the process of, you know, the funeral and the wake and all those kind of things, right? Which are all going to happen in the coming days. Trump's attorneys, and again, the closing arguments of this garbage civil case in New York before this Judge Engoron, okay, this Trump-hating Judge Engoron, who's, by the way, his wife is a bigger Trump-hater than he is. Her social media, which he had to take down, but we've got screenshots of him, has some of the most disgusting Trump-hating posts you can imagine. His attorneys basically told the court, listen, Donald Trump's mother-in-law passed away yesterday. The family's in mourning. Uh, let's reschedule this closing. Judge Ergon, well, that's too bad. Nope, not rescheduling. Nope, we're not going to reschedule. Oh, she died? Oh, that's too bad. We're not rescheduling. This piece of garbage. I mean, I... Mean, I, I, I you know, I, I, I can only hope that people like that get repaid, repaid their mercy, the mercy they've showed others with that same mercy, okay? I mean, the guy's mother-in-law died. He's an ex-president. It's a civil case. If they do the closing arguments tomorrow or next month or two months from now, it's not going to make a hill of difference. Erdogan, nope, nope, nope. Oh, she died? Too bad. No, nope, we're not changing the closing. That disgusting human being. Like I said, people like that, I just pray that, you know, they get repaid with the same mercy they show others. Okay? Leave it at that. Uh, Hunter Biden made quite a spectacle of, him, spectacle of himself today. Today, the House uh, Oversight Committee was meeting to mark up the uh, contempt indictment against Hunter for failing to show up for his deposition, for basically thumbing his nose at the congressional subpoena. Now, you're hearing all kinds of noise. Well, he agreed to uh, appear in, 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 in public. That's not the way it works. That's not the way the Democrats ever did it. That's not the way the Republicans ever done it. Here's how it works. You go sit into, in a behind-the-door closed deposition. In that setting, all the questions are asked by the legal counsel for the majority and the minority. 
okay? They each get like an hour to ask questions, okay? The public spectacles you see are really, to be blunt with you, a waste of time. That's where each side gets five minutes and it just is a, it, 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 nothing gets accomplished. It turns into just a food fight every time. Now, Hunter said, well, I will only appear in public. Well, that's because he knows it's going to be that five-minute back and forth and nothing's going to get accomplished. How, how stupid does he think people are? You know, he thinks he's the smartest guy, you know, in, 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 you know around the block. So they said, no, Hunter. Number one, it's not your decision. You don't get to decide how this works. You've been subpoenaed for a closed-door deposition. He said, no, nope. he boy blew it off. So now they're gonna now they're gonna hold him in contempt. Now, just so you understand, they passed the contempt citation out of the oversight today. Next week, the full house will vote on it. The Republicans only have like a one or two seat majority right now. But my gut is so if two of them defect. They're not even going to be able to hold the Hunter Biden contempt of Congress for blowing off the subpoena. My guess is the Republicans are going to hold the line for once. Maybe. I believe they will. Not that they normally do, but I think they will this time. And the contempt will go out. But then what happens is that contempt then goes, guess where? Mary Garland in the Department of Justice. It's now up to them to prosecute him. Ha! Yeah, okay. Now, don't forget, this is the same thing that they prosecuted Steve Bannon for and Peter Navarro for, even though they were being uh, hauled before that Pelosi's kangaroo January 6th committee, which really wasn't even a legit committee, didn't have uh, minority counsel. There were a lot of things that made that committee illegitimate. And that's some of the grounds which they're both appealing their convictions on. But they had no problem uh, prosecuting Bannon and Navarro. Do you really think they're going to prosecute Hunter Biden? Do you really? No, I don't either. Thank you. I don't either. So he shows up today, sits in the front row with his lawyer, Abby Lowell, who's a very good lawyer, if you can afford him, if you're ever in legal trouble, real legal trouble, especially with the government, and you can afford Abby Lowell, he's the best. He was Clinton's lawyer during all his stuff. He's as good as it gets. Hunter Biden sitting in the front row. Abby Lowell's next to him. On the other side is his other lawyer, this Hollywood lawyer. They call him the sugar brother. He's the guy that's given Hunter about five and a half million dollars. Turns out he bought one of his Garbage artworks for a, a hundred. What was it? Nine eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. That's what it was. Just under a million. By the way, if you missed the show last night, they hauled the art dealer into into the House uh, Oversight Committee the other day for deposition. Remember, uh, circle back, Pasaki. Oh, no problem about the art. They've got these ethical guidelines, and it's going to be blind. And Hunter's not going to who bought the art. All lies. I know, big shock, right? You know, big shock. All lies. They knew everybody who bought the art. They were all Democratic donors. Again, big surprise. 
So Hunter's in the front seat, or front row there, of his own of his own hearing as they're in the process of uh, arguing to hold him in you know criminal contempt for blowing off the subpoena. And Nancy Mace from South Carolina was one of the uh, was actually one of the first ones to question uh, to uh, give her statement, and she saw him, and she went right after him. Said he's, uh, you know, he thinks he has special privileges. Said a bunch of things. And then she said, you know, and you're a little man with no gonads, okay? Boy, she didn't use the word gonads. So, uh, and he was just kind of smirking, you know. I mean, just, I mean, basically just sitting there with his middle finger in the air at these people, really. And that's exactly what it was. But then it was Marjorie Taylor Greene's turn to have her five minutes. And as soon as they called on Marjorie Taylor Greene, Hunter and his two lawyers literally got up and ran out of the room. And Marjorie Taylor Greene's yelling at him, What's wrong, Hunter? You afraid? You afraid? You don't want to hear the truth? I mean, it was a circus. It really was. Hunter got what he wanted. It was a circus. But you know what? He's doing more damage than he's doing good. Now, don't forget what I've always told you. At the end of the day, no matter how much they prove about Joe and Hunter and his uh, brother Jim and anybody else in the family, as Joe walks out of the Oval Office for the last time, he's going to be walking out with a stack of pardons for him and his family. No matter what they do, not one of the Bidens is ever going to do one second in jail, just that's not happening, okay? Not happening. However, I've always contended they still need to put the full record of the Biden crime family uh, out for the public, out for the public, because the name Biden needs to go down in history with the name Benedict Arnold. Because the fact is, the name Biden is a hundred times worse than Benedict Arnold because Joe Biden was actually a president who committed treason and sold his country down the river. By the way, Hunter's going to be in an L.A. court tomorrow being arraigned for his IRS crimes. Again, they'll release him on his own recognizance and they'll set it in. These legal things are going nowhere as far as accountability for the simple fact. Again, they're all going to get pardoned. If any, if there's any hint of a conviction, they're just going to get pardoned. But again, the record needs to be made because the name Biden needs to properly, it needs its proper place in history as a, as, as, as a name that of shame worse than Benedict Arnold. Um, oh, I know I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I need to mention again, uh, just a little word of advice. Electric vehicles, uh, they don't like the cold and they don't like snow. Just letting you know. Electric vehicles don't like the cold and they don't like the snow. So just a little public service message there. And you know, 
I know I should just stop paying attention, but I can't because it's my job. Corinne Jean-Pierre in her little press briefing today, she got on something about January 6th. And she sat there and she blew out this bold-faced lie. And you know what? I gotta be honest with you. She's just a bold-faced liar. That's her, that, that's what she does. My main anger is at that Washington press corps because there's not one person, even even little Peter Ducey, you know, big bad Peter Ducey. At the end of the day, he's just as much of a you know a, a, a sap as the rest of the White House press corps. She sat there today and talked about January 6th and blew this lie right down the middle. Police officers died on January 6th. Not one police officer died on January 6th or because of January 6th. Not one. That is a lie. And I don't know why one of those press people doesn't have the gonads to stand up and say, you are a liar. What police officer died in jail? Name the officer. Because none did. It's like Biden at that church the other day, standing in the pulpit. And, and let me tell you something. Joe Biden standing in the pulpit of a church might as well be Beelzebub himself standing in the pulpit. He's sitting there talking about how he and Jill went to the funeral, the funerals, plural, funerals. A police officer died on January 6th when not one police officer died on January 6th or due to January 6th. Four people died on January 6th. Ashley Babbitt, who was executed by Capitol Hill cop Michael Leroy Bird. Roseanne Boylan, who was thrown down about 30 Capitol uh, steps and then beaten for 10 minutes with these uh, these steel batons by a sadistic black female police officer. And she died. And two flashbangs were shot into the crowd, hit two elderly men, Trump supporters, who both ended up having heart attacks on the spot. And they died. Four people died on January 6th. Four. All four were Trump supporters. Not one police officer. Yet they keep blowing that lie out. Unbelievable. And then you got another pro-Hamas demonstration. Stormed the Colorado Capitol today. Shut down proceedings. Oh, that's right. That's what people are, are uh, were charged with on January 6th that are spending years in federal prison. You know how many of those people got arrested? If you're not if you guessed zero, you'd be right. How come the FBI isn't chasing these people down? They committed the same crime that they're putting January 6th people in jail for. And then I told you that when Roe versus Wade got overturned, that we can be thankful. We should pray as prayers at Thanksgiving. But while this great battle has been won, the war wages on and still wages I told you it just shifts it shifts to the states now and it also shifts in another way because it's no longer going to be the clinics even though they still play a role in a uh, 
probably about 40% of abortions. The other 60% are all being done through these home abortion pills. And I told you these were going to be very difficult to regulate because all they got to do is slip them in the mail. And it's not just regulating the flow of these abortion pills through the states of the United States. They're now shipping these things in from uh, Mexican cartels in Mexico. I mean, these people aren't stupid. I mean, these pills are like three, four hundred bucks. That big money. Make more money selling those pills than you do, you know, fentanyl. So you got the Mexican cartels selling these abortion pills on the black market. And you've also got these pills coming from Europe on the black market. And again, these are going to be very, very difficult to, re- to regulate. Very difficult. Um, not a shock, but today the president of the Canadian, of the largest Canadian LGBTQ plus YZ organization, the president of the largest organization in Canada, was arrested for child sexual exploitation and possessing and distributing child abuse materials. What a shock, huh? What a shock. I'm always shocked to see that some of the most high-profile people exploiting children, uh, assaulting children, happen to be part of the LGBT, the trans movement. I I would never guess that, would you? Uh, Oh, here's some more good news. You know what? I, 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 I need like a little buzzer something. So every time I hit the buzzer, you know good news is coming. A, a federal district court shot down the White House plan to regulate dishwashers and washing machines. I'm sorry. I, w- I, I wish I had a, a, some good news a little more substantial than that. And it's pretty sad when the good news is, oh, at least for now, they're not going to regulate your dishwasher and your washing machine. I know, that's pretty pathetic when that happens to be good news, but hey, that's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. And uh, you got Blinken over in... Uh, this is Blinken. You got to understand something about Blinken. He got to start way back in the Clinton years. Then he had kind of some good positions with the Obama administration. He's always been a Joe Biden guy. His positions in Obama pretty much all revolved around the vice president, right? So he's kind of been on team Biden going way back. He's now, of course, our secretary of state, even though he's never had a real job, never done anything in his life but be in government, okay? Typical bureaucrat, doesn't have any common sense, doesn't know a a darn thing about the way the world works, okay? His little world is the D.C. political uh, bubble, right? No concept of reality. He's, of course, the point man over dealing with this Israel thing. And I, I feel sorry for Netanyahu and the Israelis. I really do. Anyway, Blinken's over there right now. He's been back and forth. He's over there now still talking about a Palestinian state within Israel. Again, we get back to this whole, you know, uh, blasphemous, because that's what it is, two-state solution. 
God gave that land to Israel 5,000 years ago. Don't believe me. Read about it in his book. And it's the land belonging to the children of Israel. Nobody else. And anybody that's involved in trying to cut it up and give a part, they're on the wrong side of God. Not that everything this administration does isn't on the wrong side of God. Tonight on Fox was uh, quite an interesting hour. Uh, CNN, and I haven't watched it. I've taped it because I just didn't want to be aggravated before the program. <laughs> I'm aggravated enough just by what I got to deal with every night of the program. Didn't need any more. Uh, I'll zip through it when I'm done tonight eating dinner. But uh, CNN had this big debate on tonight between Nikki Haley and, and Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, by the way, from everything I'm hearing and from pretty good sources, Tuesday morning he's done. When he gets shellacked, as Obama likes to say, on Monday night at the uh, Iowa caucuses, Tuesday morning he's going to be done. Uh, he's going to be out of money. Uh, his donors are gone. Most of his staff is gone. Okay. No reason you, your staff goes is, well, they either leave because they see the writing on the wall or they aren't getting paid. And if they're not getting paid, that means the money gone. Don't forget what I've always told you about politics, especially presidential politics. Nobody stops running for, for president. They just run out of money. Chris Christie today didn't, didn't throw his hat in because he didn't want to be president. He threw his hat in because he got no more money. Um, anyway, so CNN offered this debate. Now, why Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are so vain and so stupid that they would go on a CNN debate. You know who the moderators were? Jake Tapper and Dana Bash. Two Trump-hating, Republican-hating tools of the corporate media. And I can almost tell you without even having watched it, every question they probably got asked was, you know, just meant to throw a hole right through them. Idiots that they would even agree to be on. Now, Trump went on CNN, but it wasn't a debate. It was a town hall. And if you remember that debate, hosted by Caitlin Collins, uh, with a very pro-Trump crowd, you know, Trump ate her lunch. That's a little different story. If if you can control the environment, that's different. In a debate setting with Tapper and Bash, there's no way DeSantis or Haley can... Control And I'm sure, I guarantee I know what happened. Again, I haven't even seen it. I just know how these people operate. I guarantee you what they did was they just kept pitting me against each other, you know? It's like, you know, two dogs and they'd throw a bone in the middle and make them both try to fight for it. Made them, I guarantee you they ended up looking stupid. It doesn't matter anyway. It really doesn't matter. Oh, but by the way, the, the, the point I was getting ready to make, that debate was from 9 to 11 tonight. Okay, from 9 to 10 tonight, over on Fox was a town hall with Don, Donald Trump. Now you have Martha McCallum and Brett Baer, both who are part of the Murdoch Empire. And don't forget, the Murdoch Empire hates Trump. Fox hates Trump as, a, as, as, a, as an organization. They do everything they can to make him look bad. They were all on Team DeSantis until Team DeSantis went down the toilet. 
Now they're all on Team Nikki, okay? Even though she's getting, you know, handed, you know, rear end handed to her by 30, 40 points, okay? They're still trying to prop her up because she's the only one left that can take down the big orange monster. Well, they had the big orange monster on the night in a town hall. And they had a big audience there in Des Moines, Iowa. And they had people out of the audience. And when the people come up to ask their question, they, they always get it. Now, who are you? Are, do you have you decided who you're going to caucus for? And last, uh, last night they had on Haley, the night before they had on DeSantis. And uh, in both cases, people came up, asked questions. Some of them were Trump, some were DeSantis. So, in other words, they're all on board. Tonight, other than one woman who wasn't very locked in, everybody came up. Have you decided? Yeah, I'm, I'm caucusing for Donald Trump. Every one of them, one after another. And you could see the frustration on McCallum's face and Brett Bear's face. And because Trump was just, the crowd was just eating out of his hand, he just controlled this whole thing. They were trying to, you know, in, inject, you know, questions to try to trip Trump up. And Trump, I mean, he's been doing this so long. He's so fast on his feet. He just, it was like, just, he just put them in their place. You know, again, he was president for four years, folks. You're not gonna you're not gonna trip him up. You know, there's no gotcha questions. And a lot of the reasons because he has a real record to run. Unlike Joe Biden, who has no record, who can't run like a normal candidate because he has no record. Trump had four years of success on the border. In the economy, energy, foreign affairs, he had he had he had you know four years of success that he's running on, and of course that's why the people are behind him. All right, uh, the big hot spot in the world tonight, believe it or not, is Poland. There is a globalist coup. Uh, being pushed by the EU over the nationalist president of Poland. Now, you've got some globalists that have some big positions in Poland. The president, though, happens to be a nationalist. Here we go. It's, it is that war that we've been talking about, you know, for the last several years now between the globalists and the nationalists, and it's heating up over in Europe. Um, and again, the nationalists, the EU's upset because he's refusing to allow immigrants into the country, the illegals. He's refusing to go along with that digital currency scheme that basically allows the EU to control everybody's finances. He, uh, they've rejected the Green New Deal garbage, the renewable energy, because they know it's destroying the, fi the, the financial uh health of every one of these countries. Don't forget, every country every day needs three things. They need food, they need money, they need energy, okay? So the nationalist president is holding his ground and rejecting the globalist agenda that the EU is pushing. So you've got Poland in this, in this real heated battle now, and you've got Germany that's also in this heated battle. As a matter of fact, as a, as a matter of protest, you got German truckers and farmers. They're blocking all the all the big roads in Germany. It's 
So you got quite a you got quite a uh, showdown coming up over in Europe, and again, it's the it is the showdown between the EU globalists and these uh, nationalist politicians that are very popular now in these countries as they fight back against the globalist agenda. Um, Oh, by the way, the uh, globalists in Poland that are in this tussle with the nationalist president, as well as in Germany, but you've got the globalists that are trying to actually jail some of the nationalist leaders. Does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> I mean, this is happening all over the country. You know, believe it or not, it's not just here in the United States. Don't forget what they did to Bolsonaro in Brazil. They effectively shut Bolsonaro down when they stole the election, stole the election for Lula, the 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 the, uh, the uh, globalist communist uh, Lula. And actually, if you remember, about a year ago, they actually ran a. January 6th style government operation in Brazil to entrap the Bolsonaro people. And it was very effective. It worked just like January 6th. They, the, the Bolsonaro nationalist people were protesting the stolen election and they infiltrated the nationalist Bolsonaro people with a bunch of the globalist thugs who caused a lot of trouble, uh, destroyed some buildings, rioted, it looked like January 6th, it was a January 6th operation. And they blamed it all on Bolsonaro, on Bolsonaro's people. So they are now starting to go after Bolsonaro's people, just like they're going after the January 6ers. And they've used that insurrection, sound familiar, against Bolsonaro, and they have effectively shut him down from being able to even hold office until 2030. In other words, they've been much more effective in the use of that operation uh, in Brazil than they've been over here. But it's the same exact playbook. Nothing different. Nothing different. And lastly tonight, let me remind you that in the last week you've heard uh, about a lunch, a private lunch between Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Now, how do we know about that? Well, obviously, Obama leaked it because we've heard all about his dis, dis, uh, disdain for how Joe's run his campaign. And we had a Michelle Obama sighting on a very obscure podcast, some kind of a health guru podcast that nobody ever heard of. But again, that got out. Why? Well, because we wanted to hear about how Michelle wakes up at night at the thought of Donald Trump being president. So... Uh, both of the Obamas are very going to be very active in uh, doing their part to try to ensure that Trump never becomes president again. So just two more cogs, two big cogs in the, uh, in the machinery to try to stop Trump. All right. Good night tonight. Good night tonight. Listen, before we get out of here, I'm going to uh, give you an opportunity to make a decision. It's the biggest decision you'll make in life because it's the decision to, that determines where you spend eternity. 
And it's funny, every night, you know, I get some emails from people, you know, I've, I've heard you close for years now. I've heard it at my church, I've heard it other places. But for some reason tonight, I, and I, 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 I don't blow it off. I just, you know, I've never made that commitment. But tonight, I knew it was time and I made the commitment. So you might have heard this a million times. But thankfully, God's going to let you hear it for the million and first time right now. But it's not a choice you can make once you take your last breath. God gave us free will. It's a free will choice only you can make. But it's a free will choice only you can make now. There is no purgatory. There's no holding cell. There's no place you go and hang out and see if you want to go to heaven. I mean, that choice is made now while you still have breath in your lungs, folks. If you want to make a decision for Jesus tonight, pray with me now. Dear Lord, I come to you this night confessing that I am a sinner and asking, Lord, that tonight you forgive me of all my sins. Tonight I believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And Lord, from this moment forward, my life belongs to you now and forevermore. I am yours. In Jesus' name I pray. And my friend, if you pray in a minute, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. Have a book I'll send you. won't cost you anything. Drop me an email, bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you. If you need prayer for anything, don't hesitate to email me, bkellerliveprayer.com. All right. Love and care about you so much. Have a great night tonight. Have a really good Thursday, okay? And Lord willing, we'll see you back here at 11 o'clock tomorrow night for tomorrow night's Thursday night edition of Live Prayer. God bless. What problems are you dealing with in your life right now? Do you feel like giving up? Times are hard